you're all wondering why I had you do this quiz. The answer is, if you know what the body's normal response to lowered cardiac output is, you'll have a very easy under time understanding myocardial infarctions and heart failure. If you do not understand these, you're going to have a very difficult time with heart failure and myocardial infarction. So um, we might, we're probably not going to get to actual myocardial infarction today, but we will start it next week, and then we'll move on to heart failure after that. All right, so today we're going to do diseases of the arteries and a little bit of the veins, but mostly the arteries. So we are not going to start in this order. We're actually going to start with hypertension, then we're going to do um, emboli. So hypertension, we've already talked about it in general, just a tiny bit more in terms of artery. Primary hypertension is hypertension that we have no identifiable cause. Secondary is when you do have an identifiable cause. And we talked about some of those causes. Renal failure, renal artery stenosis, hyperaldosteronism from a tumor, um, pheochromocytoma, which is another tumor that secretes epinephrine. Any of those kinds of things that there's an identifiable cause that we can correct is called secondary hypertension. There's something called isolated systolic hypertension, which is primarily in elderly people and it's a result of aortic sclerosis. As their, artery, as their aorta hardens up and becomes less elastic, their systolic pressure goes up, but their diastolic pressure goes down. And it's more dangerous than normal hypertension. We have postural hypotension, uh, well this is hypotension, where a person can't maintain their blood pressure when they sit up or stand up. What, is, what kind of symptoms will that person have? Dizziness and syncope. Then we have malignant uh, hypertension. I think the new criteria is actually diastolic greater than 120, not 140 anymore. And it can cause encephalopathy. If it causes encephalopathy, the person has um, evidence of damage to organs, then it's going to be considered an emergency. Yes, ma'am. Well, enceph is the brain, opathy, disease. So if it causes disease of the brain. Um, all right, hypertension in general, pathophysiology, too much constriction, increased contractility of the heart, increased heart rate, increased blood volume, and arterial and heart remodeling. What is it that's in charge of arterial and heart remodeling? aldosterone, which is part of the RAAS, the renin-angiodensin-aldosterone system. And these are the drugs we can use to fix it. This should all be review. Do you remember this? It was, before, it was, it was BM before midterm, so you may not. <laughs> Malignant hypertension can cause encephalopathy. So it can make a person's brain not work right. Yeah. So it's a, it's an emergency. It's, it's a hi hypertension. Malignant hypertension is an emergency. If there's if they have a high blood pressure, diastolic higher than 120, but they have no 
sign of organ damage, then that's called hypertensive, hypertensive urgency as opposed to hypertensive emergency. Got it? Diastolic blood pressure? Okay. This little picture just gives you some of the things that are involved and where the drugs work. So for instance, um, here we have the heart and beta blockers work in the heart. Here we have a blood vessel and we have calcium channel blockers work on, on the blood vessel. So it's just kind of a diagram of that. Here we have yet another picture which shows essentially the same thing. Some people like pictures. So if you're a picture person, here are some pictures for you. And if you go on the PowerPoint slides, you can get the big versions. Yeah, we can do the skit. Oh, speaking of the skit, did you? Yeah. I know. My, my act, I, yeah, I, I can't stay on one accent. It kind of slides around. Yeah. What? All right. Embolus. What is an embolus? That's one possible embolus. An embolus is anything that blocks an artery. And the term for an artery that has been blocked is an embolism. Now, what we're most used to talking about is thromboemboli, which come from thrombi. And what's a thrombus? A clot. So a clot that breaks loose can become an embolism. Now, if that clot happens to come from the legs, where's it going to go? Okay, through the vena cava, into the right heart, and into the lungs. So that would become a pulmonary embolism. If it's in the atria of the heart, where could it go? Could go to the brain or the heart or the lungs, depending on which side of the atria it's on. Some other emboli, though. Air embolism happens in, pati in patients who dive. If they hold their breath when they come up, as the pressure increases, the air in their blood will begin to turn into air pockets and then cause an air embolism. That's different. Nitro nitrogen narcosis and the bends are different but similar. Yes, but no. All right. How many of you have ever drank a carbonated beverage? Okay. Now, in the bottle, in the bottle, it's all liquid, right? Because it's under what? Pressure. But if you flip that cap off too quickly, what will happen? Well, when you, when you flip it off, it becomes air, and then the air bubbles up. Well, the same thing happens. If you come up too fast, you'll get the bends, which is where nitrogen in the blood starts coming out. If you hold your breath while you come up, you're going to get the same effect, except instead of being just nitrogen, it's just all kinds of air. So don't hold your breath as you come to the surface, but I'm sure they taught you that, right, Tiffany? But you don't remember any of that. Okay. 
<laughs> it's a wonder you're still here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Blow, blow bubbles on the way up. All right. Amniotic fluid can cause emboli. That's uh, obviously only going to happen in pregnant people. Bacterial embolism is when you have so much bacteria in the blood that they sludge up the capillaries. Fat embolism, what, what would cause this? We talked about it just yesterday in med surge. Surgery of what? Bones. So multiple bone fractures, or even one, if it's bad enough, can cause fat embolism. So the fat that's in the center of the bone, in the, in the marrow, would leak out, get into the blood, and cause a fatty embolism. Foreign matter, this is often the cause of, this is often the cause of us. We often cause these things. So nurses who do not use filtered needles can cause glass when they draw up an ampule. Um, linen fibers, don't give them through the sheets. Yeah, some patients, sometimes, you know, right through the sheet. That can, but that's not so bad because you're not going into a vein. What? Linen fibers, pieces of cloth. And then drug precipitates. This is when you mix drugs that should not be mixed together. Yes, ma'am. It's different being shot into the subcutaneous space as opposed to a vein. This is, this is just sloppy nursing. We're not talking about emergencies here. All right, so here we have a picture of an artery and a picture of a vein. So we have, what are the three layers called? The externa, the media, and the interna. The interna is made up of how many cell layers? One. And that, those cell layers are called endothelial cells. When you get down to capillaries, capillaries have only endothelium. They have no tunica media and no tunica externa. So there's only one cell layer that separates blood from not blood. Where? In the capillaries. On the venous side, notice that they are bigger in diameter, but they are also thinner walled. They do have muscles which can relax or, const or constrict, but what really drives the blood through them is muscles. The valves do not drive the blood, they just prevent the blood from going back. All right, arteriosclerosis. Arterios the word sclerosis or sclerose means harden or hardening. So whatever you put in front of it, arteriosclerosis means hardening of the arteries. So there's two types of hardening of the arteries. One is fibrotic. That's where you place normal elastic tissue with fibrous tissue that does not stretch. How many of you have ever blown up a balloon? Come on, you've all done a... You've all like pushed the little thing on the... On the uh, no. On the Foley, right? Have you, have you had, everyone had a chance yet? You blow up the little balloon on the... Now, is it hard to blow it up the first time? Is it easier the second time? 
Is it easier the third time? Why? Because you're stretching those fibers. Those fibers the first time are very stiff, but as you stretch them more, they get more elastic. Now, with your arteries, it's the opposite. They start out nice and elastic, but the more they're stretched, the more fibrous they become. So what do you have to do in order to make your arteries more fibrous? Just live a while. By the time you're 30, 35, you're beginning to lay down fibrous tissue. By the time you're 50, they're hard. Now, does it make your heart pump harder or easier to have those be hard? Harder. Makes your heart pump harder, which is why elderly people have high systolic pressures. Now, no one can escape that. It just happens by aging. The other kind of hardening of the arteries is called atherosclerosis. Partially. So atherosclerosis is where we have an inflammatory fatty deposit in the artery. Now, there's two types of hardening of the arteries. One is called eccentric, and the other is called concentric. So do me a favor. Draw a concentric circle. Draw, draw two concentric circles for me on your page. So concentric circles are where you have one inside another, right? Don't, tr don't do 3D drawings for me. They just confuse me. <laughs> so concentric hardening is where you have hardening all the way around the artery. Eccentric is where you have hardening in part of it. So concentric all the way around, eccentric just part of it. All right, let's talk about atherosclerosis in more detail now. It is an inflammatory disease. Without inflammation, it can't happen. Repeat after me. Atherosclerosis is an inflammatory disease. Without inflammation, it can't happen. Now, many of you think that it's a, a disease of cholesterol, and you're wrong. It's a disease of inflammation. inflammation. Now, what's going to be inflammatorized? The cholesterol. cholesterol. But cholesterol is not the problem. What's the problem? Inflammation. Now, here's the other thing that most of us think. Here's our artery, and here's the inside of the artery right here. And what's the inner layer called? The interna. Now, what most people think is that the atherosclerosis occurs here on the outside of the lumen, but it doesn't. It's between the layers here. Now, if it's between the layers, does, does this have a choice of which direction it wants to grow? As it grows bigger. It can grow outwards, right? but it can also grow inwards. 
Now, what's the problem if it grows outwards? Eventually, it's going to occlude blood flow and will also cause turbulent blood flow. But if it grows inward, does that cause a problem? Why? No, if it grows inwards, I mean, if it grows outwards, sorry. If it grows outwards, is that going to cause a problem? It's not going to cause any problems unless it breaks open. Now, which of these is easier to detect? The one that grows inside. Which one is more likely to break open? The one that grows outside. All right, so let's talk about how we get this little problem in the first place. The first step is endothelial injury. Now, even as we speak, hundreds and thousands of little cholesterol particles are moving into that, we call it subintimal space, and then right back out. And they're not causing any problem. So what happens to trap them there? Well, the more of them there are, the more likely one of them is to get trapped. But what, what allows them to get trapped in the first place? Say it again. Inflammation. Inflama what is inflammation? Okay. It's response to what? Injury. So, the first thing we have to have is injury. So, endothelial injury is the very first step of, in, of atherosclerosis formation. How do you get it injured? There's a number of ways. We'll talk about them in a few minutes. But let's talk about this step. So, once we have injury, that allows the next step, which is the formation of what we call foam cells. A foam cell is a macrophage that has eaten cholesterol. Foam cells turn into a fatty streak. Where does this fatty streak live? In between the two layers. What is a foam cell? Foam cells are macrophages that have eaten cholesterol. So we get inflammation, which is going to trap some cholesterol. Macrophages are going to come along and eat that cholesterol, and they become foam cells. Those foam cells eventually turn into a fatty streak. Eventually, as it grows bigger and bigger, it's going to become what we call a fibrotic plaque. You're going to get fibrous tissue growing around it, and ultimately um, calcium will come around it, and it will become what we call a calcified plaque. The whole purpose of the fibrotic tissue and the calcium is to make that atherosclerotic lesion strong. We'll talk about that in a minute. Makes the lesion strong. What is a lesion, by the way? Do you remember the definition of the word lesion? Any structural change. So, in this case, what's changing? The, the artery wall and the endothelium is changing. So, we start out with endothelial injury, which allows what to happen? Inflammation. Inflammation brings what to the party? Macrophages. The macrophages 
eat cholesterol and they become trapped. What's that called when it eats it? A foam cell. The foam cells eventually turn into a fatty streak. The fatty streak begins to become fibrous. Why do we call it? Why does it want to become fibrous? To make it stronger. Because what we don't want to happen is for it to break open. If it breaks open, that's called a complicated lesion. When it breaks open, what would happen? Blood clots, which can turn into emboli. Yes, ma'am. Yes, they're trapped. They're trapped where? In the subintimal space. And wherever they need the injury. Right. Okay. So it's like a scab in your skin. Yes. Okay. All right, so let's talk about it with some pictures, because some of us relate to pictures better. <laughs> it gets stranger and stranger. <laughs> All right, so here we have a normal artery. Notice how it's nice and smooth on the inside. Now, over here, we've got a little tear in the endothelium. The response to that injury is inflammation. Now, all, the, all day long, you've got cholesterol being pushed in there and then right back out again. But when you have that inflammation, you're going to have macrophages come to the site. And macrophages, they don't really know what to do about it, so they just start eating, eating cholesterol. As they eat cholesterol, they become foam cells. So these foam cells are trapped in this space. Right. So you're going to begin to get this lesion that we call a fatty streak. Now, to prevent this lesion, think of it as, uh, how many of you have ever eaten gum that has like a, a soft, juicy middle? Like freshen up or... That's really old, huh? Juicy fruit? I don't... Gushers. Okay. Anyway, this is kind of like a gusher. It's got, it's got a chewy, juicy center with a hard coating on the outside. Hard candy coating. The, what's the point of the hard candy coating? To protect this middle part from leaking out. What's, what is this hardness made out of? Fibrous tissue and ultimately calcium. calcium. All right, so you're gonna have you're gonna have fibrous tissue, and that fibrous tissue are proteins like collagen. So you basically wrap a net around it to hold it in. Now, what happens in some patients is that this, as this gets bigger and bigger inside, eventually it pops through, and now you've got a blood clot. What's that called when it breaks? Complicated lesion. And complicated lesions lead to blood clots. This process is called atherosclerosis. Now, what we typically think of is this kind of lesion, which is grown into the middle. This is called an eccentric lesion. But there's another kind of lesion which can grow outwards. That's called a remodeled lesion. Remember how it can grow into the middle or it can grow out into the arterial wall? Which one is more likely to break? The remodeled lesions. 
It won't burst the artery. The inward one is called an eccentric lesion. Say again? No, that's something is different. This this right here is is a blood clot. Before it hits the cholesterol, This yellow is the, is the plaque. This red is a blood clot. No, the blood clot is in response to it breaking open. All right, so see this red right here on this last picture? Everyone look back this way, this way, this way, this way. Just remember, you're creating a bad moment on your podcast right now. The moments where you go, oh my gosh, can't you just shut up already? So this red right here is not blood. This is platelets forming a clot. So this is a blood clot. This whole thing together is called a complicated lesion. So we start with endothelial injury, then we get a fatty streak, then we get a fibrous plaque, and then if it breaks open, it's called complicated lesion. Remember those things.